Well, we want to uh, wish a happy Labor Day tomorrow to everybody. And uh, Labor Day and Memorial Day are kind of bookend holidays, if you will. Uh, Memorial Day, uh, in addition to, uh, you know, honoring the, those who have fallen, um, then uh, Memorial Day and Labor Day are kind of like bookend holidays to the beginning of the summer and the end of the summer. And so, man, Labor Day has something for everybody, for our clothing fashionistas, you know, they say don't wear white after Labor Day. Anybody ever heard that? I don't know. And, you know, for our, our foodies, our food connoisseurs, Labor Day. Did you know this, that the first Waffle House opened its door on Labor Day, 1955? Waffle House, all right, yeah. Labor Day has something for... Everyone, you know, I, I got uh, uh, on the yesterday, early yesterday afternoon, I thought, you know what, I don't feel like cooking for Labor Day. I'm going to cook on Saturday and put it all in the pot and put it all in the refrigerator and somebody come by, I'm going to say, look in the pot, I ain't cooking. <laughs> I smoked ribs, I smoked chicken, I smoked hot links and I smoked all kind of stuff, you know, out there. And uh, so I'm not giving out my address. I'll give you my address, but it'll really be Pastor Tad's address. I'll give it to you. Show up and ask him and Miss Amanda for a chicken wing. No, Labor Day's got something for, uh, for everyone. If you're a sports enthusiast, Labor Day is considered the unofficial NFL season kickoff. And most of the time, the first Thursday after Labor Day, it starts the football season. How many glad the football season is back around? Labor Day. But uh, the first U.S. Labor Day was celebrated on Tuesday, September 5th, 1882 in New York City. And... Uh, the Labor Day parade of about 10,000 people marched from City Hall uh, past Union Square up to 42nd Street. And, um, but uh, Oregon was the first to declare Labor Day an official holiday. That was in 1887. And um, so what are we celebrating? The contributions and achievements of uh, more than 155 million men and women who are uh, working uh, mainly in the U.S., but other countries, some other countries celebrate this as well. So uh, on June 28, 1894, Congress passed an act making the first Monday in September of each year a legal holiday in the District of Columbia and elsewhere. So uh, what am I saying? And happy Labor Day. Enjoy your Labor Day, okay? If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Philippians tonight. And uh, let's explore what the Lord has for us in these moments that we have tonight. How many thankful for the word? How many going to mix the word with faith tonight? The Bible says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So every time the word is preached, we have to do what? Mix it with faith. In Philippians uh, chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, I'd like to begin reading the first five verses, if you will. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, Philippians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, this, uh, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ, any comfort from his love, any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, working together with one mind and purpose. Verse 3, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. 
thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Verse five, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Tonight, for a few moments, I'm speaking on this subject, the attitude of faith. Help me with my title there. Look at somebody and tell them the attitude of faith. Look at somebody else and tell them, God wants you and I to have the attitude of faith. Now, no doubt you've heard of the spirit of faith. You know, we quote from uh, often Second uh, uh, Corinthians four thirteen that, you know, uh, that in the body of Christ, we have the same spirit of faith that the psalmist had, the same spirit of faith that, that David had. And that spirit of faith uh, entails um, what? Believing with our heart and speaking with our mouth the spirit of faith. Amen. And that is the way we, we operate as Christians in our lifestyle of faith. Faith is a lifestyle. And in the spirit of faith, it's Romans 10, you know, um, eight, nine, and 10, believing with the heart, confessing with the mouth. That's how faith operates. Believing in the heart, speaking with the mouth, the spirit of faith. But tonight we're talking about the attitude of faith. Say it with me one more time. The attitude of faith. Because the attitude of faith is just as important as the spirit of faith. Here in Philippians 2 verse 5, the scripture tells you and I, we must have the same attitude. Not an attitude close to it, not an attitude similar, that you and I are to demonstrate the same attitude that Christ Jesus demonstrated. Somebody said, well, that's impossible. No, he has shed his love abroad in our hearts. And so he has given us the power and the capacity to display the same attitude, his same attitude in every situation, circumstance and scenario. How many of you know God wants us to display the attitude of faith? And, and so many people struggle with the spirit of faith because they're not displaying the attitude of faith. But when someone first has the attitude of faith, then it's easy to flow in the spirit of faith. Let's look closer. We're here in Philippians chapter two. I want to say four things to you quickly tonight. Four four things to you about the attitude of faith. Number one, the attitude of faith, it's always humble. So I wish your brother had a bigger amen than that. The, the, The attitude of faith, it's humble. The scripture says here uh, at verse three, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. It goes so far as to say thinking of others as more important than yourself. You know, you know, humility is not selfish. Can I get an amen there? Humility is selfless. Christ calls you and I to deny our flesh and to, to, to walk in the attitude of Christ, which is always selfless. Say that with me, selfless, selfless, yeah. What destroys relationships? Selfishness. What destroys marriages? Selfishness. Selfishness is at the root of so many things that, that, that get destroyed. But the Bible calls you and I to demonstrate the attitude of faith, which is selfless. And the Bible says here, don't try to impress other people. And, and, and when you try to impress 
other people, you're saying, I'm, I'm better than you, or I'm as good as you, or I'm something, I'm trying to make myself to be something that I'm not when you try to impress other people. And trying to impress other people is a good way to fail. I said, I wish I had a bigger amen. The attitude of faith is always humble. It's humble. In fact, the scripture says here to think of other people as better than yourself. You know what that is? That's the attitude of faith. When, when you consider your brother, your sister in Christ, when you consider others, uh, man, and you put them ahead of yourself, that is in fact the attitude of faith. That is in fact the attitude that Jesus himself demonstrated. And, and so the scripture says here, be humble, think of others as better than yourselves. You know, when, you, when, when we think of other people as better than ourselves, we have no problem letting people go first. When we think of other people as better than ourselves, we have no problem than putting their needs ahead of our own. Jesus constantly put other people's needs ahead of his own. And he calls you and I to walk in the attitude of faith. The scripture says at verse four of Philippians chapter two, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Yeah, the attitude of faith requires you and I to think not just vertically in terms of our relationship with the father, but horizontally in terms of our relationship with others and with each other. And how can we outdo one another in serving each other, putting one another first? We, when, we, when we leave the campus tonight, as you go out, you ought to thank every usher. You ought to thank the connection team people. You ought to thank the parking lot workers. The attitude of faith, it's, it's grateful. The attitude of faith doesn't say, I'm better than you. The attitude of faith says, I'm putting your needs ahead of my own. What can I do for you? The attitude of faith. You can hear it the way a person prays. Humility. You can hear it. Because, because when a person is humble, they'll ask, Lord, make me a blessing to somebody. They won't always be asking, Lord, bless me, bless me, bless me. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. When, when someone's operating with the attitude of faith, they desire to reach out and to want to be a blessing to other people. Being a blessing to others becomes more important than somebody being a blessing to them. That is the attitude of faith. Everybody says, well, let's talk about the spirit of faith. Let's talk about the spirit of faith. Yeah, but you're going to have trouble with the spirit of faith if you can't demonstrate the attitude of faith. We've got too many folk who can tell you all about the spirit of faith but can't tell you nothing about the attitude of faith. And the attitude of faith will lead you right to the spirit of faith. It's humble. It's humble. In Acts 7, 59, keep your finger here in Philippians chapter 2. That's our key text there, verse 5. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Wow. The Bible wouldn't ask you and I to do something that we didn't have the power to do. But in uh, Acts 7, 59, we have an account of Stephen being stoned. You remember that, no doubt. Stephen was stoned just because he represented the Lord and, 
He got into an argument with uh, some, some men who could not dispute or refute what he was saying, and they got angry at him. And, um, and so you see this in, in Acts, uh, we're in Acts 7, 59, but in Acts 6, the story breaks out where these people are angry at Stephen. He's demonstrating the attitude of faith. But he's filled with wisdom and he's filled with knowledge and he's filled with faith and, and they can't cope with that. And so they just hire people to tell lies on him and take him to court. And the court is going to determine if he lives or dies. And he knows when he gets to court, it's a kangaroo court. The outcome's already been predetermined. And right there in the courtroom, we're in 759, but at 615, it says they looked over at him. They were telling, they were telling bald-faced lies about Stephen in a court that was going to determine whether he lived or died. And they hired witnesses against him, but they happened to glance over at his faith face. You know what they saw when they looked at his face? They saw the attitude of faith. Because the Bible says in, in uh, Acts 6.15 that they looked over at his face and he had the face of an angel. How many of you have the face of an angel at the red light? <laughs> I said before... <laughs> I know, me too. I, I said before, you know, John, John Hagee, uh, such a dynamic, wonderful man of God, preacher and friend of uh, Pastor Hagen. I remember one year when John Hagee came and spoke here, so powerful. Anyway, uh, John Hagee, was, I saw him on TV one day. And he, said, uh, he said he was in San Antonio uh, where they have a church there, and, and he said he was, he was late for a meeting. He's trying to get across town to a meeting. He's rushing across town, and he said he's in a hurry. And he said, he gets behind this little old lady and she's just going so slow and the light is changing and, and she should, he thought she was going to go through it, but she just stops and he's right behind her and he has to screech on the brakes and stop. And he said, you know, and this little old lady, she's in front of me and she's, she's moving slow. She should have gone through the light. And then John Hagee said this, he said, then the light changed green. And she didn't notice it. And he said, I watched the light go from green to yellow to red. And he said, there was steam coming out of both of my ears. And he said, I hit that horn. He said, I blasted her with the horn. And he said, just then over to the right in the next lane, somebody tooted their horn at me. And it was a whole group of my church members in a car saying, hello, pastor. <laughs> He was struggling to find the attitude of faith that day. But in Acts 7, 59, oh, Stephen had it. He had the attitude of faith. And the scripture says, as they stoned him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them for this sin. And with that, he died. Wow. Every time I read that, I just... It just blows me away. This is one of my favorite characters in all the Bible. My, my own son, Stephen, is named after this, this character in the Bible. Uh, man, you know, uh, just the, the ability when someone is stoning you to maintain the attitude of faith under duress, under fire, under pressure. 
We saw in 6.15, his face was like the face of an angel. But at 7.59 of the book of Acts, oh my, to declare out loud, Father, forgive don't, uh, don't, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. Oh my. Where did he get that attitude? He got that attitude from Jesus. Look at Luke 23, 34. Luke 23, 34. Luke 23, 34 says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Yeah, from the cross, from being crucified and bludgeoned on that cross. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. The soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. Jesus displayed the attitude of faith. And he's called you and I to display that same attitude of faith, especially when things aren't going right especially when we're not being treated right, especially when we're under duress or pressure. Christ has called you and I to live and to respond a different way, to respond with the attitude of faith toward our children, toward our spouses, to respond with the attitude of faith. It is, first of all, humble. It's humble. And when we respond with the attitude of faith. It gives Christ the power to work through us and to work for us and in our favor and to change our circumstance and situation. The attitude of faith is, first of all, humble. Secondly, the attitude of faith is always thankful. It's, it's always humble, but it's always thankful. The attitude of faith, you don't have to promote yourself. You don't have to position yourself. You know, it's humble. The attitude of faith is humble. But the attitude of faith is not just humble. It's thankful. Look down at Philippians. We're in chapter 2. Look at verse 14. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Uh Uh-oh. The attitude of faith does things without complaint. The, the attitude of faith does things without arguing, without fussing and causing commotion. The attitude of faith is always thankful. Look over to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. And, uh, of course, uh, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And listen now. Tell God what you need and thank him. For all he has done. The the attitude of faith is always thankful. Even when things aren't going right, the attitude of faith will think of all the awesome things that God has done in your life, that God has done in my life, and the attitude of faith will respond with thanksgiving. The, The attitude of faith is always humble. The attitude of faith is always thankful. How many are thankful for what God has done? God's done so much for you. God has bought you from a mighty long way. God has saved you from a devil's hell. God has written your name in the Lamb's book of life. God causes holy angels to follow you around. God causes his word to prevail in your life. You're sitting here at church, but his promises are working and God is doing things for you financially while you sit here in this church. While you watch and view online, God's doing things financially for you. He's opening doors that no man can close. God's doing things for you. He is an awesome God. 
The attitude of faith is always thankful. The attitude of faith says, Lord, I'm so glad to be saved. I'm so glad for where you bought me from. How many remember what your life was like before you met Jesus? Oh, man, when I go back to my life in May of 1979, when I met Christ, oh, my, I'm so grateful, so thankful. The attitude of faith is always thankful. Look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. The attitude of faith is always, it's, it, the attitude of faith is humble. The attitude of faith is always thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. The Bible doesn't tell you and I to be thankful for everything because everything ain't good for us, but the Bible says be thankful in all things. In other words, in spite of all things. In other words, no matter what we go through, we ought to lift our hands and give God the glory for all he's done and all that he's doing. The attitude of faith is always thankful. And th- something you should never see is a Christian who's lost their thanksgiving. And if something has discouraged you, if something has, has, uh, has really, uh, you know, gotten in your craw and has, has, has hindered you, you need to break out of that mold and start thanking God, start blessing the Lord for what he's already done. Start thanking God for where he's brought you from. I look back and I thank God. I remember the day when I, when, I, uh, when, I, when I didn't have a car and I had to catch the bus. The bus was a blessing. Having money for the bus was a blessing. I remember when, I, when, when a man came up to me, I was at some Christian event, and he said, I heard you don't have a car. I know you're new in town, Richmond, Virginia. I know you're new in town. I said, yeah, 1983. And he said, I got a car. It's an old car, but I, I put it in the shop. It's running if you're not too proud. I said, I'm not too proud. He gave me the 63 Ford Falcon. It was 1983. I was grateful. People said, look at that beat up car. My friends nicknamed it the Blue Monster. They said it was two-tone, blue and rust. Man, I had the attitude of faith. I was so grateful because I knew what it was like to be at the bus stop. You ought to thank God walking around your apartment. Thank him for all he's done for you. Thank him for how you're getting this word. Thank him for how he saved you. Thank him for being able to be out here at Ramah or tune in to, uh, to messages that, that, that are put out here. The attitude of faith is always humble. It's always thankful. Thirdly, the attitude of faith is always joyful. The attitude of faith is always full of joy. When you look over at uh, Philippians, Philippians 4.4, Philippians 4.4 says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. The attitude of faith is always full of joy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we looked at verse 18 before, but look at 1 Thessalonians 5.16. The attitude of faith is always humble. The attitude of faith is always thankful. The attitude of faith is always full of joy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, always be joyful. All, the Bible commands you and I, always be joyful. You say, brother, you don't know what I'm going through. Okay, go to James chapter 1, verse 2. James 1, verse 2. The attitude of faith is always joyful. Praise God. We ought to have joy 
in spite of every circumstance, in spite of every situation, the attitude of faith is always joyful. The Bible says here in James chapter 1, verse 2, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Somebody said, well, could you talk about the spirit of faith? You'll never get to the spirit of faith if you don't develop the attitude of faith. If, if you develop the attitude of faith, the spirit of faith will be no trouble for you. <laughs> the attitude of faith, it's always humble. It's always thankful. It is always joyful. And finally, the attitude of faith refuses to quit. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verses 8 through 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. Man, the attitude of faith will never quit. It just refuses to quit. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. We think you ought to know, dear brothers, Paul wrote, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure it. We thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. And we have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. The attitude of faith refuses to quit. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. It says, this is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed day by day. For our present troubles are small, won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. The attitude of faith refuses to quit just refuses to quit. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 16 through 18 now. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verses 16 through 18. The attitude of faith. Oh man, it's humble. The attitude of faith, it's thankful. The attitude of faith, it's, it's full of joy. The attitude of faith. Finally, we're, we're making this final point. It refuses to quit. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, Paul wrote, The first time I was bought before the judge, no one came with me. Everyone abandoned me. May it not be counted against him. But the Lord stood with me and gave me strength so that I might preach the good news in its entirety for all the Gentiles to hear. And he rescued me from certain death. Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. The attitude of faith refuses to quit. Let's look at one final scripture tonight over in Proverbs 24, 16. Proverbs 24 and 16. The attitude of faith. Oh man, it's humble. The attitude of faith is thankful. The attitude of faith is rejoicing, always rejoices. The attitude of faith refuses to quit. Here in Proverbs 24 and 16, it says this, the godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Yeah. (laughs) 
They may trip, but they get up again. My friend, I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what you face or I don't know what you're facing or could face. But I do know this, that if you'll display the attitude of faith, God will bring you through it again and again and again. It really doesn't matter what you go through. It really doesn't matter who comes against you. If you will always be humble, if you will always be thankful, if you will always be joyful, and if you will refuse to quit, God will bring you the victory again and again. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for uh, bringing us through such a remarkable summer. And um, we thank you for your protection throughout the summer, for all you've done. You've provided for us. You've, you've watched over us. You've done so many things for us. You've brought us safely to, to this time. And so we thank you and honor you and bless you for your blessings and benefits and privileges. We're not going to be like the nine lepers who were healed by the Lord Jesus as they went and only one turned back to say thank you with the attitude of faith. Father, we bless you, honor you, and reverence you. And wherever someone needs an adjustment in their attitude, help them tonight. Someone not walking humbly before you, help them tonight. Some may need help in other areas just being thankful. They find themselves complaining, complaining. Help them in that area to make an adjustment. Someone else may have lost their joy over some crisis, some current crisis situation, some previous memory. Oh, but help them to be like Paul in Philippians 3.13, to press on in spite of it all, to press on and to rejoice in Christ. And then Father, Someone else may need encouragement tonight to not give up, to not quit, to not throw in the towel. Help us all, Lord, and help us to make necessary adjustments in the attitude of faith. And then we'll have no problem walking in the spirit of faith. And Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Thank you for our pastors. Thank you for Pastor Hagen today and for his birthday. For We celebrate the day our pastor was born. What a great day for all of us. The day Pastor Hagen was born. We celebrate that day. And we thank you for his life and legacy ongoing in this earth. And we pray this will be his greatest year ever. Father, if anybody needs prayer tonight, we thank you for our prayer room workers who are coming forward now. We thank you you've anointed them to pray. You've anointed them, Father. They are an anointed to pray. And so thank you for helping people. If someone wants to be saved tonight, someone wants to be delivered, set free, someone wants to be healed, someone needs agreement in prayer, whatever they need, thank you for it. We'll give you the glory for it all. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my friends, go forth this week demonstrating the attitude of faith. And wherever you might need an adjustment, you might be a court down. Uh, in one of my cars, I had, a, I had a message come up one time said, you're a quart low on oil. The car I had, I called the dealer and said, this note says I'm a quart low on oil. They said, bring that car over here. And they checked it all out, said the car is fine. They filled it up. You might be a quart low on joy. Let the Lord help you make an adjustment. The Lord could be telling you, you're a quart low on your thanksgiving. You might be a quart low on that humility. You might be a court low on that determination to not quit. 
But if you'll let him, the Lord will help you make an adjustment tonight. And you'll walk in the same spirit of faith and walk in victory. As we leave tonight, come forward. You want prayer for anything from salvation to prayer of agreement for something you're trusting God for. Come on forward. Let these uh, men and women pray with you. Guys, come to the guys and ladies, come to the ladies. All right. Have a safe, happy holiday. We'll see you right here Wednesday night, Hour of Power. God bless you one and all.